now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Right, there you go. That's a way to kick it off. The star of the county down. Who would you think that would be now? Um, I won't guess now. I'll All right. You. I can tell you, though, I know every word of that song, though. It's one of the few. You were singing away there. Yeah, every single word of it. No, we had a great uh, Sunday afternoon there. The Brilliant. big IPOY luncheon once again. Congratulations to Geraldine Brown and Pascal Brogan for raising the flag. He did a mighty job. He did. Mighty man and in front Carolyn, of the microphone. Carolyn McAnulty made a great speech there for she Geraldine, did. and she is the star of the county down. Ah, right there, deadly. Huh? That was Up a down, re- she said. She couldn't, <laughs> couldn't avoid that joke. Up, Up down. down. <laughs> well done. No, well we done didn't to all. We had a, a great day, and... Uh, you know, Pascal had a um, Pascal got in front of the microphone, and it uh, was it uh, was all over after that. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. entertaining, and fair yeah. play to him. He yeah, spoke from the brilliant. heart. He spoke from the heart. There's no doubt about it. it very good. It was absolutely brilliant. And uh, I, I posted a picture on Facebook uh, earlier, Ken, of uh, Pascal looking on in disbelief at Dr. John O'Dwyer's suit. 
And I can tell you that the good doctor had the suit on yesterday, too. Did he? He is now going to be the most photographed Irishman in Toronto. I think he might have taken over the mantle from, oh, he may. from Pascal. Oh, For now, he anyway, may. because yeah. uh, I was chatting to him yesterday at the Ireland Fund luncheon. Before it all kicked off, we were there in the lobby. Yeah. And uh, everybody that passed by wanted their picture with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. I said, what's wrong with my suit? You don't want a picture of me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the doctor was, uh, he was in the house. The doctor was in the house, yeah. So we have posted a picture, uh, a picture that I took last um, Sunday at the IPOI. And uh, we want your best caption for that photograph. So yeah. check it out on Facebook. Yeah. What's our Facebook? Keologus crack. crack. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we're fairly popular lads on there now. We'll right. See what kind of stuff we're seeing. Um, you getting some good ones? Yeah, a couple here now. We'll see the genetically modified shamrock. <laughs> uh, weeding out the wearing of the green. Oh, very good. Yeah, it gives new new meaning to a four-leaf clover. Keep them coming anyway, lads. There's Keep a them coming because uh, we're going to give away a nice prize. We've got uh, some tickets to a concert coming up, so we'll give away for the best caption. All right. We'll give away a pair of tickets to a That's concert. That's pretty vague now. What concert would it be? Well, it's, it's some concert. It is. It's a good one, though. <laughs> is it? All right. Yeah. Good. All right. Sure, we'll judge it, so. Yeah, we will. Plow so away. Get those in, or you can even text them in or email the best ah, caption yes. if you see the picture out there. It's uh, it's on out there on the airwaves, so. Brilliant. Check it out. Stay tuned, too. We will have Minister uh, Richard Bruton yeah. calling in a wee bit later in the show to have a chat with us. He's been in town. He's been doing the rounds Brilliant. with the ambassador. They're all in good form. So, All right. We'll better get a few been. questions ready for him. We'll have to do that now. We know what he's all about. Yes, indeed. Good. All right. So, listen, you're looking fresh and well, I have to say, surprisingly. I feel great, I feel great today. Yeah. Now, you were down at the, uh, the world's longest luncheon. What time as long as lunch did the clock read when you went to the bed? I can't be telling you that now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got in there early. You got in there around 11. Yeah. A few, few little steady ones anyway to get you, yeah, get you on the way. Uh, they nice were pouring dinner. some very nice Hop House 13, which is one oh, of our sponsors. The hokey. And I'll tell you, it's a great way to start your afternoon. It is, yeah. yeah. Very good. So get your Hop House 13 into you. And all of our friends were down there. Everybody was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were all asking good. for you. I'm sure there were. Two events, yeah. actually, this week. I was down at the reception for the minister I as know. well, and yeah. you weren't there. A lot of people asking, but I said, sure, we're I trying know, to do these no, things solo now. Uh, yeah. I can't stand you. It's only an hour I can look at you. I have work getting in the way of all these things. That's right. terrible, isn't it? Shocking. These, uh, I wish I was self-employed like you. There huh? you go. You see, huh? you can make it around. Soccer every day if uh, you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Reynolds was there yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And Good. the lovely Elizabeth. She was there with him. And then he was off to the ball after that. He's a busy man. Yeah, I, heard gets the, around. I heard the ball was a great night. Yeah. I heard did there you? was a few, uh, a few old appearances there. I heard Monday came in and did an old song. Not oh. Mike Monday now. Oh, not Mike Monday. No, different Monday. Oh, very good. Yeah, I heard there was a little bit of, uh, yeah, it was a good, good, oh, good brilliant. day. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And the Quins, of course, did a great job down there. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty. Good. Serving good. up the crowds after the big luncheon there. It was packed in there. Yeah, and of course tomorrow is the parade, right? So it's all it kicking is. off here, Kenny. Sure, it's uh, it's a mad, it's mad. It's going to be mad for the next week. Mad indeed, yeah. And speaking of the parade, now we've got a few things. Paul Kennedy wants yeah. you down there, uh, the Dublin float, and you can find them on the parade map B thirty three. Yeah, and get out there. He wants a few lads marching and ladies marching. He's going to give. He'll have coffees and a Coffee. thing called a shotgun breakfast or something. Oh. An Australian yolk. He's talking yeah. about. Yeah, I texted my boss, who's Australian, to see what a shotgun breakfast was. Oh. So. See if he has a All an right. idea. Yeah. Anyway, there might be a, a strong coffee. Let's call it yeah, that or something let's like call that. Call it that. Good man, right. Paul. Great, but yeah. he needs some help, lads, at the Dublin float. B thirty three. Go down there. Just walk up to him. 
Yeah. He's one of the most approachable men you'll ever meet in your life. Big Paul, he'll hug you. Yeah. Try, uh, try not to get out of the hug. He revealed something to me for next year now. I don't know if I can share it. He didn't say whether I could share it on the airways or not, but oh he's planning God. something big for next year. You see? Yeah. Wow. Something to do with five for five. Oh, I see. Uh, I see, uh, yeah. Are you getting it now? I am, yeah. Good, good. Boy, oh boy, that's optimistic, huh? Oh, I tell you. Yeah, well... I, the gauntlet is down. Well, listen, probably not a bad segue into what did happen last weekend yes. uh, on the football scene. Uh, Kerry have 10 points now, 5 for 5. They're unbeaten all year so far. Incredible. So well done to them, lads. So they have 10 points, and they have a four-point gap now between uh, Dublin, Mayo and Galway, who are duking it out for second place. Dublin defeated Roscommon uh, last week. Uh, all the games were relatively close. Galway uh, beat Mayo. And uh, Tyrone, uh, it was Tyrone beating Cavan and Kerry themselves beat Monaghan. And Division 2, Meath and Fermanagh uh, both had victories last week. Impressive victories as well, um, Meath over Kildare. And um, those two teams are on top of Division 2. And then uh, it's all to play for in Division 3. Any one of Down, Louth, Leash and West Mead could still be promoted to Division 2. Imagine. And uh, yeah, incredible. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, um, last week did uh, did did confirm that your lads will be yes. Division Four next week next yeah. year. So, sorry about that. That's all right. We'll move on. From the, um, Leitrim, though, promoted. Le- Leitrim promoted. Uh, Leitrim are coming up as are Derry. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there you go. That's all to play for. I was on to my good friend Jer Milan uh, in Limerick, and I was telling him I'd say now the lads from Limerick are fierce and nervy this weekend because they have to come up to play in Port Leash. In the quarterfinal of the uh, of the hurling league, of the, uh, one uh, of the games is today, and Limerick are playing Leash. So he was saying that the players are players came up a day early to get used to the field in Port Leash. I'd say the sh- the, the shopkeepers just batten down the hatches there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll keep away. F- we'll keep away from that. Uh, very good. Yeah, good stuff. All and, right. Uh, that's that's it. And of course, there's a, a big rugby game um, on today uh, that has implications for Ireland. We'll be hoping that the Scots can at least limit uh, Wales, uh, even if Wales win, maybe limit them from getting the extra point. And uh, then a victory for Ireland with the point over uh, France tomorrow would put us in a position where possibly a win in Cardiff next week would Imagine set up for a great would weekend. Be something else. Yeah. Something else. And in the uh, Irish Premier League, which is uh, well underway now, a few results in from yesterday. Cork beat Finn Harps in a in a mighty scoring match. They're all together 4-3. Bowes tied with Derry 1-1. Dundalk beat Waterford 4-0. And Shamrock Rovers, who seem to be the, the favourites this year, beat St. Pat's in a, in a Dublin rivalry there 1-0. And uh, my lads, uh, Sligo Rovers, take on UCD a little bit later on this afternoon. So there you oh. go. There's your fill. Well, listen, right. I got a I got a note here from oh, my yeah. boss about uh, a shotgun breakfast. You did. It's, it's not a gunfire breakfast by any chance. Is well, it might be. Okay. Yeah, gunfire breakfast. A, is, uh, this would be the modified oh, Irish right, version okay. of it. Then it's not often you see your. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe. It, yeah. I think there's a little bit of pints in it here. I'll have to oh, look okay. it up here. It's a long description. All right. We'll come back. Anyway, with that. he's we'll a, a bit of music Melbourne then instead. Burning. Yeah. Go on. All right. This is a young fella making. Uh, Big headway over there across the pond in Ireland, Alton Conlon from Galway. Why so hard on yourself? There's nobody else here putting you down. It's just you on the ropes, in the ring on your own, and 
a house on the outskirts of town Let me go She cried There's something I just can't get over It might take a lifetime Or it might be all done In the blink of an eye He was losing his mind And not for the first time In a small little way What a big price to pay For nothing at all There were no crimes Let me breathe He tries There's something I just can't get over It might take a lifetime Or it might be all gone In the blink of an eye Tell me you love me and save me from feeling so lonely A small act for me that won't cost much or take time Tell me this life is a mountain and I'll make that fine I have fallen in love, but it's taken me forever I played with my heart and fought with my head There's nobody else does it better Let the string unwind Something I just can't get over It might take a lifetime Or it might be all gone In a blink, let me The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, and don't forget that you can catch all the rugby matches down there at the uh, Irish Embassy and Quinn Steakhouse. And uh, Joe at the Embassy is bringing in all the gay <laughs> GAA games, not the gay games, the GAA games. Anyway, we're off down to Ottawa to get the uh, St. Patrick's Week version of the news from Desmond DeVoy. Happy Paddy's Week, Desmond. Thanks very much, lads, and happy St. Patrick's Week to you two guys as well and all of our listeners, and it sounds like you two have been fairly doing the rounds. 
Good on you. Good morning, folks. Denison DeVoy here with the news from Ireland. The news is brought to you by our good friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Irish woman Lisa Smith is being held in Syria's Beghuz region this weekend, captured for allegedly being a member of the Islamic State, according to ITV. The Irish Independent is reporting in an exclusive this morning that the native of Dundalk, County Louth, joined the Defence Forces at age 19 after leaving school. She was a soldier for five years before joining the Air Corps. She even worked on the government jet for several years, serving ministers and the Taoiseach. She converted to Islam in 2011. She is believed to have travelled to Syria by 2015 and married a man there. He is now reported to have died two months ago. RTE reports that she also had a child with him. Irish military intelligence and the Guardi's security intelligence have been tracking her movements for the past 18 months. A relative confirmed to the paper that the ITV video of a young woman in Syria with an Irish accent, which was aired recently, was indeed that of Lisa Smith. Gardi are now in contact with her family and are keeping them informed of developments. The Department of Foreign Affairs has confirmed that an Irish citizen is being detained in Syria, but are not releasing any other details. Three people were found dead in a flat in Newry County Down this week in what is believed to be a horrific case of domestic violence. Spanish-born Alison Merriman Herrera, 15, was strangled to death and police believe that her 37-year-old Colombian mother, Giselle Merriman Herrera, was also strangled. The Police Service of Northern Ireland is carrying out a murder investigation, according to RTE News, and are not looking for anyone else. Police believe that Alison's 38-year-old partner, who also lived at the flat, died by suicide. The trio were believed to be alive as of early last Sunday morning, but relatives were not able to contact them thereafter. And RTE News is reporting this morning that the man has been identified as Russell Steele from Scotland. If you or someone you care about is dealing with domestic violence, our Calgary listeners can call the Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter at 403-234-SAFE. That's 403-234-7233. While Toronto area listeners can call the Assaulted Women's Hotline at 1-866-863-0511. That's 1-866-863-0511. In transportation news this morning, Aer Lingus will not be able to launch its new route from Dublin to Montreal this summer, as hoped. The Irish Times reports that the service was due to start this August 8th, but that will not occur now because new aircraft the carrier had ordered will not be ready in time. Aer Lingus, the sponsor of this newscast, said this past Monday that the route will now likely launch in the summer of 2020. Aer Lingus had been hoping to take delivery of four of the nine Airbus A321 long-range NEO aircraft this summer. In a related story, Aer Lingus, which recently launched a new exterior design, will now feature new cabin crew uniforms by designer Louise Kennedy. The Irish Independent reports that female cabin crew will no longer be required to wear makeup or skirts as part of their uniform. They may even choose the option of trousers. The last uniform redesigned was in 1998. In political news, former Social Democratic and Labour Party leader Mark Durkin had better start brushing up on his Dublin geography. The former Westminster MP for Foyle announced this past Monday that he would be running as one of the Finnegale European Parliament candidates in Dublin, with former Tomasha Francis Fitzgerald as his running mate. Durkin said that he wanted to make sure that Irish citizens in Northern Ireland would continue to have their voices heard in Brussels after Brexit later this month. Ireland will be gaining an extra seat after Britain leaves in the Parliament. Durkin said he would continue to live in Derry but would maintain an office in Dublin. He said he would suspend his SDLP membership for the time being. 
However, the move comes at a slightly awkward time as the SDLP membership recently voted 70% in favour of a partnership with Fianna Foyle at a special party conference in February. Speaking of Ulster, we move from the banks of the River Foyle, where Durkin is from, for our next story, which kicks off our Local News Matters segment, which this week is looking at Ulster. The Derry Journal reports that a photo of an 11-year-old schoolboy in his coffin left Britain's Northern Ireland Secretary, Karen Bradley, speechless. The English politician got in hot water on Wednesday when she said that killings carried out by the police and military during the Troubles were not crimes, but rather the actions of people, quote, fulfilling their duties in a dignified and appropriate way. A delegation called Relatives for Justice met with Bradley at Stormont House, Belfast, on Friday. She was getting some pictures of Derry schoolboy Stephen McConomy, who was shot and killed by a plastic bullet close to his home in 1982. One photo was of the lad in his school uniform two weeks before he was shot. The other was of him hooked up to life support equipment after he was shot. And the third was of the boy in his coffin. Bradley later said this week that she was, quote, profoundly sorry for the comments made in Parliament. Over in County Cavan, the Anglo-Celt reports on the demolition of the former Holy Trinity Abbey in Kilnacrot near Bally James Duff, which will be replaced by a new 4 million euro faith formation centre. However, the site comes with some serious baggage, namely that of the grave of pedophile priest Brendan Smythe, which is located on the grounds, and there are no plans to disrupt the cemetery. There will be four classrooms built, a chapel and new kitchens, however. Elsewhere in Cavan, a new group is looking at the feasibility of opening a residential domestic violence refuge in Cavan Town. This comes as the Anglo-Celt reports that there were 88 domestic violence incidents in the Cavan Town and Borough District in the last three months of 2018, compared with 57 for the same period last year. The nearest refuges for domestic violence victims are outside of the county, in Navan County Meath, Dundalk County Loud and Castle Blaney, County Monaghan. In sports news, the estimated cost of the proposed new Gaelic Athletic Association Stadium at Cason Park in West Belfast has risen to £110 million, up from the original estimate of £77 million, uh, Euro, pounds rather, according to the BBC. The stadium would seat up to 34,500 people, and the GAA feels that a decision on planning approval could still be made, even without a minister in place at the Stormont Assembly to make the decision. In a letter to the Department of Infrastructure to the GAA this week, the department said it may have to make the final decision itself in light of the absence of political leadership. In religion news, have you found Jesus? We don't mean in a religious way. Have you seen an eight-foot-tall statue of Jesus? It's hard to miss, but authorities are still looking for the bronze modernist sculpture, which was removed recently from the Church of the Resurrection on Cave Hill Road in North Belfast. And finally from us this week in news from the North, Oma's courthouse clock is back, and as writer Connie Duffy so wittily puts it, it's about time. The clock ran out of time, if you will, in 2013, according to the Dungannon News and Tyrone Courier. Mechanical and electrical failures were to blame for time standing still, but the clock is now ticking along nicely. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. News are brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. We'll always keep things clicking along. Travel Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus' year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies, Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, happy St. Patrick's Day and Slango Foyle.
Well, anyone can lose it all. Well, anyone can lose it all. When you don't heed your warnings, call. Well, anyone can lose it all. Well, anyone can make a mess. Anyone can make a mess. Just take so much and make it less. Well, anyone can make a mess. And you got time and streets making saints and sinners. Link on sheets making losers and winners. Let's know what you're Anyone can be a saint. Well, anyone can be a saint. When you just forget that you ain't, we can go and be a saint. Well, anyone can be a star. Well, anyone can be a star. We're just getting. Good. That's Paddy Casey there and Saints and Sinners. I'm sure there was a few uh, Saints and Sinners hanging around yesterday, <laughs> all asking for forgiveness today. Anyway, we're delighted that uh, we've been joined on the show this morning here by Minister Richard Bruton. And he is, of course, Finnegale politician for and Minister for Communications, Climate Action and Environment. You're very welcome to the programme, Minister. Thanks very much, Ken. Good morning, Minister Bruton. How are you? 
Very good. Is that Mark? It is Mark, yeah. And um, I think I think you understand me quite well here, right? Absolutely. Midlanders. <laughs> Thank you. You're always welcome down there, right? Indeed. There's a, lit, a little town called Abbey Leaks. You're always welcome down there, Richard. Indeed. I know it well. I know it well. <laughs> Very so good. you've had a busy uh, a busy few days. You've been out meeting and greeting uh, all the Irish in, in Toronto and even had some engagements with uh, Canadian politicians. Yeah, how's, the, how's the week going? It's going very well. I, was, I think the, at the Irish, uh, the, 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 the Irish Fund yesterday, the Ireland Fund, it was a great uh, lunch. Uh, I left early before the real damage was done. <laughs> a wise move. A very wise move. So I met actually your Minister Captain McKenna who, who spoke at the lunch, but um, you know, we share the same brief on, on climate action. Uh, so it was very interesting to exchange views. It's one of the huge challenges we face sort of globally as well as nationally. Uh, but it's, um, it, it throws up a lot of problems uh, to, get, to get people to change their habits of a lifetime. Indeed, yes. Not, a, not an easy move at all. No, no, and it's uh, it's challenging at home, but it's challenging here too, as I read from the from the the newspapers. Yeah, without without question. And, and how are things uh, at home in terms of uh, in, in terms of the environment and that? How are we? I think things are good on the broad environment front, but we we have a huge amount of ground to make up on climate action. Uh, I suppose what happened, you, you know, all about the crash and, and its impacts, but. But since the recovery has taken hold, we've discovered that we haven't sort of break, broken the connection between prosperity and, uh, and improvement in conditions and carbon emissions. So we have to go back to the drawing board and identify how we, you know, switch transport, particularly, you know, our power system to renewables, changes in agriculture. All of these things are now very much on the agenda. Uh, but of course, the the dark shadow at home is cast by Brexit, which uh, Indeed, of course. You know, still right up to the wire next Tuesday and even beyond. We we have no clear idea where that that is going to land. It's just uh, it's just amazing, isn't it, that 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 has dragged on and and no real formal plan at all to. to no, I think it has exposed huge fault lines in both. Uh, British and indeed politics in Northern Ireland. I mean, we don't have any power-sharing executive at the moment. We have no North-South bodies. You know, British in Westminster, you can see all of the parties sort of split from top to bottom. It's, mm. it's been a really, really difficult uh, issue to, to, to handle. And even as we speak, I think there's no clear mm-hmm. view as to where the ball is going to land. I was going to say, do you, you know, not that you ever want to depend on gut feel, but what does your gut tell you about uh, how it's, how it's all going to kind of, um, how it's all going to kind of end up, uh, Minister? Do you have a, a sense yourself at all? Well, I suppose from an Irish perspective, you you have to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Yeah. So you know, all of last week we put through legislation which would attempt to minimise the damage of a, a disorderly crash out with the UK from the European Union, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, there's still two options on the table. One is to accept withdrawal agreement, which we feel would be a gateway to a very good long-term relationship with the UK. And the other is to you know, seek extra time. So both of those are live possibilities. And mm-hmm. um, you certainly hope that one of those options will be taken. But I think from a, a planning point of view, you have to prepare for you know, no Opposition getting support in Westminster and, and um, a very disorderly outcome. It would be devastating, particularly for 
you know, sectors like agri-food, you know, mm-hmm. the, who, who, where the connections to the UK market are so, so huge, but it'll be really devastating, of course, for British uh, businesses yeah. and uh, British communities. So uh, you hope that uh, something can be worked out in, the, in these remaining days. And on the on the other side of things, then of course with CETA in place, uh, how is the Ireland Canada relationship uh, coming along? Well, it's really thriving. I mean, we've seen uh, a 30 percent plus increase in bilateral trade between Ireland and Canada uh, since that agreement was put into effect at the end of 2017. Uh, so that's a, certainly a very good sign. And to judge from the Irish companies that are over here this week that I met with, there, there's great opportunities here for you know, particularly companies in the tech area where, you know, there's, I suppose, niche, niche players that who can come up with um, solutions that really fit into the needs of Canadian businesses. And I think that's, that's where, you know, Ireland has done well um, and I think we can build because there's, a, there's great, um, you know, similar traditions, common law traditions, as they say, English speaking, and I suppose it's a mutual. I think you'll see a lot of Canadian companies looking at Ireland as a gateway to the huge European market. So it really is a, an opportunity. And as you probably know, Ireland is committing to open a consulate here in Toronto and to double overall our, our level of representation across economic, social, cultural uh, levels here in Canada. So we reckon that this is a a relationship that needs to, to develop even more. Uh, we share common views in, in a lot of issues in the international uh, arena. And even though we're, we're both competing, I think, for scarce seats on the Security Council, uh, I think we, we share a very common view of, of how you know there should be multilateral uh, solutions to a lot of these global problems that we face uh, and that going it alone will never really work in the, in the long term in international uh, affairs. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's good to see that the uh, the relationship is is strong. That's for sure. Uh, there's been a lot of us obviously working at that over the years, and it's good to see it all coming to uh, to fruition. Yeah, no, and it's it's. I think the Irish have contributed no small part. Of it. I was uh, amazed to see the number of uh, members of Parliament who have you know an Irish uh, tradition and who are connected to the uh, Irish uh, Canadian Friendship Group in in Parliament. Uh, so. The Irish in politics is something we're good at, I think, uh, and, and uh, it's very clear we're, we're we're pretty active over here as well as at home. No doubt, yeah. And uh, Mr. Uh, James Maloney, I'm sure you met James there uh, yesterday or over the the few days. He's uh, I did, uh, I did. He I'm certainly does a great later. job for us. He does. I'm meeting him later in the day, indeed, for for, for lunch after I'm going up to uh, Ireland's Park, you know, the Irish oh, Foundation yes. Park, yeah. uh, to to see the Salmon Memorial there and. Uh, we have the, the greening of Niagara Falls for part of the celebration of St. Patrick's Day, so I'm going down there later this evening. So oh, fantastic. It, it comes to be a, an interesting day. It's brilliant. <laughs> there's, I don't know if there's no other country, is there, that, that has this kind of uh, activity, you know, around, around their, their, their day. It's amazing. I, I don't think so. I think there's about 13 or 14 greenings in Canada alone. Yes, so you can yeah. imagine uh, what's happening across the globe. Um, Last year, I was in Munich, where the you know the the famous Alliance, uh, the 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 home of Bayern Munich, uh, was lit up green. Amazing. And <laughs> Paris, I've been to all sorts of places where you guess uh, they they mark St Patrick's Day. So 
it is a remarkable thing. But then I suppose it, it reflects the remarkable way in which Irish people who go abroad, how they not only keep you know the old Irish culture alive, but also integrate so well into their community. Very true. Uh, it, it, it's really a, a testament uh, to, to the Irish overseas, not to mention the GAA, who's... Uh, I was amazed to read that you have 10 GA clubs here in, in Toronto. That's that's correct, yeah. We have, uh, we have hurling, we have football, we have ladies football, we have uh, we have young people playing it, so it's it's wonderful, it's, it's vibrant. I know. I met the chairman of the county board, uh, so I was looking for tickets. He tells me that overseas <laughs> uh, now represent 25% of the uh, GA Congress. So That's right, yeah. You're, you're really wielding influence. <laughs> No doubt. Well, well. Listen, um, I'm sure as a as a dub, you, uh, you you'll probably be looking to uh, you'll be, we'll be watching for some history to happen this year. So, and the rest yeah, of us will be hoping you don't, of course, right? Well, indeed. Well, I, of course, <laughs> I'm a native of the Royal County, even though oh. uh, I've been representing Dublin for uh, for for, for uh, more years than I care to remember. Oh, uh, but uh, no, I I don't think there's any fear that me they're going to create any problems for Dublin this year. So mm, I think it's five in a row. Is but they've had a few stumbles this year. They were beaten they by Kerry and Monaghan. And, uh, they, but uh, they, they, I think uh, September might be a different matter. Might be. I might be. Right. And uh, Mead, Mead are actually starting to uh, get their act together again. So they'll, uh, they'll, there might be a bit of a sting in their tail, although maybe not quite good enough this year. But they're on the, no. they're on the bounce but back good, anyway. Yeah, it's good to see um, Andy McEntee is managing them now. He's yeah. a brother of Jerry McEntee, a famous lead footballer back in the day. So, yes. you know, I think it, it, he would bring a bit of steel back into into the uh, into the operation. He sure will, yeah. That's brilliant. Well, we really appreciate you doing this, Minister. No, thanks very much, Ken and Marcus. Have a great St. Patrick's Day. It's, it's blooming uh, very shortly. Yes, yes indeed. Will. And enjoy the rest of your stay in uh, in Canada. And uh, we look forward to seeing you coming back again sometime. Absolutely. I might see you at the parade on Sunday. Indeed. Yeah, Absolutely. Will. That'll thanks, be great. Minister. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Take Slow. care. Bye. 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 Flown in from Canada, from the Pacific Showband. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Fagan.
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Very good. Oh, sounds Arms. like a lovely man there, Minister Bruton. Indeed, that was great. Good to give us the time there. He's got a busy schedule, so if folks are heading down, which we hope you will be, down to the parade, you'll see him down there as well. Hmm. With all the crowds, and you'll be there on the judging stage. I will be there, yeah. I'm going down for a bit of breakfast to Quinn's beforehand. I got invited down for some breakfast, so I'd like to thank uh, Adam Kiernan for inviting me to do that. And uh, I have a nice little green jersey and might be an old green jacket or something. Oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll stand out, Kenny. You will, I'll be I'll spotted. Right. CP24 will have me. You'll have a hat. Will you have a fancy hat? Oh, I don't know. I'll have a hat now. You might have to go right. and buy an old hat today. Okay. I'll borrow one from, uh, from my, my daddy in law, John. He's oh, a boatload of, of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See if he'll pull out some fine wear for me. Okay, that'll be good. Yeah, very no. good. All right. Well, listen, there was a bit of an update here in the um, in the rugby game. It's now Scotland eleven, Wales fifteen. So um, Wales are uh, anyway. They're they're not looking like at this stage. They've had two tries. How many did they need for the? They need four tries, so they're two tries away from getting the bonus point. But there's a nice tight match too. Then nice so tight match, yeah. So um, anyway, I'll keep you apprised on. Do we that know one. how much is left in that? Can't be much, is there? Um, it is about 15 minutes left. Oh, so okay, yeah. so maybe so Scotland could do goal. a real favour. Could and they could? It. Yeah. You never know. Anyway. All right. Uh, yesterday, and it was announced at the lunch too, was International Women's Day. Yeah. So uh, a big shout out to all the women of the world. Well done. Yeah. So I thought uh, we'd play a wee song for them here. And uh, Shabelle, who's coming to town oh, this coming week uh, with the Ireland Park Foundation on the big concert along with uh, the family, the Nicosides. And it uh, should be a great show. We'll announce that coming up here now in the calendar. But uh, this is uh, Shabelle and um, Steve Cooney on guitar here and singing Manon Hairn.
Now arriving in Canada, Guinness Hop House 13, all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St. James Gate in Dublin. Double hopped for a more flavourful lager, from the first sip to the crisp finish. Earning its name from the original Hop House 13 at St. James Gate. Available at select pubs and now arriving across Canada in 500ml cans. Guinness Hop House 13. More hops, more taste, more character. Very good. All right, here we go with the calendar of events. And as you know, it's a busy time. So we have the parade tomorrow, of course. St. Patrick's Day Parade. Get down there, check out the minister and Mr. Mark O'Brien up on centre stage. And he'll be judging the parade there. And the County Tyrone folks, they'll be marching in the parade. And they would like you to get in touch with Vince McLaughlin for the location on the parade route and come out and march with them and you can give Vince a call at 416-699-8480 and as we mentioned earlier um, the Dublin um, float they're looking for people to march in that and you can go and see Paul Kennedy at the their location which is B33 
and you get yourself a cup of coffee there in the morning so get your day off to a good start Ireland Park Foundation they are celebrating the shared heritage of Ireland and Canada and for one evening only Shabale who we just heard there and Nicosity will be uh, in concert and that is on Thursday the 14th of March between 7 and 9pm at the Weston Harbour Castle that's down at 1 Harbour Square you can get your tickets at irelandparkfoundation.com Father Patrick O'Day wants you to know that uh, next Saturday, not the Sunday, but Saturday, March the 16th, the St. Patrick's Day Mass will be held at St. Michael's Cathedral. And uh, that is at 10 a.m. And they are looking for flag bearers. They are required. I know that um, that Paddy has been uh, on to me here and saying, would you please get uh, folks to come down and meet in the lobby before the Mass and you can get your flag. And uh, that would be a great help to them all. Friends of Sinn Féin are presenting the Wolf Tones that later that evening on the 16th of March at the Estonia House. It's a uh, big St. Patrick's Day Eve concert and you can get in touch with the folks at Friends of Sinn Féin for more information there. Tickets are $45. And uh, also on the 16th of March, we've got the big Open Door Cayley and that is starting at 8pm. And of course, for all the Cayleys now, you can get in there at half seven until eight o'clock and get a wee dancing lesson so that uh, you won't be ashamed of your, your feet moving around the floor. And that is taking place, of course, down at the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dunda Street West in Toronto. Tickets are $15 and there is a cash bar there. The music is by Pat Simmons and Friends. And there's a big announcement for this one, folks. If you were down at the IPOY luncheon last week, you heard all about Geraldine ba- Brown's famous brown bread and Geraldine will have that at both the supper table and on the big giveaway basket the St. Patrick's Day Cayley will have a full Irish goodies basket and it'll include a loaf of the famous brown bread so don't miss out on that get to your Cayley there next weekend and the Chamber have a special offer for members on Saturday the 16th the Toronto Rock Professional Lacrosse Team Uh, host Rochester and you can uh, get a discount on your tickets there by contacting the Chamber of Commerce and on Sunday St. Patrick's Day itself the Burlington Legion is having their annual St. Patrick's Day dinner Irish music and auctions and a bit of comedy and everything that is all on the 17th of March from 5pm until midnight and uh the, uh, the doors, dinner will be served at 6 p.m. Doors open at 5, and it'll be a lovely corned beef and cabbage dinner. So uh, get yourselves down there to Burlington and enjoy that. And uh, there is a chamber, um, oh, nice one here with the culin- culinary cities of the world. And uh, there is a, a Michelin star chef, J.P. McMahon, will be in town. And... Um, go and uh, check him out check out the information on that that is on the 21st of march folks at uh, it's all part of the george brown college college culinary cities of the world and as a member of the chamber you get a 15 percent discount to that event on the 26th of march we have the celtic studies speaker series and the lecture is heritages of hunger ireland's great famine then and now so if you uh, check them out, that is taking place at St. Michael's College, 100 St. Joseph Street. It's free admission, of course. All are welcome. And it is made possible by a grant from the Irish Cultural Society of Toronto. And uh, to wrap up our uh, March events, it is the Irish Concert and Afternoon Tea 
All proceeds of this event, of course, go to St. Vincent de Paul, and that is taking place on the 31st of March. That's a Sunday at the Holy Rosary Church, 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto. $20 is the uh, donation, and if you can't make it, you can donate. Uh, you know, if you can't make it down to the event, you can actually give them a call and donate there. Kathy O'Connell, 416 483 6914 or Jackie Jensen 416-489-3668 and that is your calendar folks well done pal yeah had a stormer there um, I have to say I'm very impressed with you now today after um, after what you subjected yourself to last night there now really fair, fair man to go thank you yeah I'm there's no you know, there's I no smell of stale beer of in here either it's all good, good yeah it's fresh <laughs> fresh all right. Well, listen. The, the Scots are pouring on the pressure, but they just can't break down the. Uh, they've been in the, the Welsh uh, last twenty-five there for the last fifteen minutes. I'd say, looking for a try, and it's still fifteen points to eleven. They have come so close. They're looking really, really dangerous, and um, but they're burning down the clock. So it's all looking better and better for a big tilt next weekend. As long as Ireland can take care of France tomorrow. Deadly stuff. Anyway, keep you going. All right. Here is uh, our man Hozier with the uh, the great and famous. Mavis Staples and uh, continue our theme for the uh, the ladies. This is Nina Cried Power. It's not the waking, it's the rising. It is the grounding of a foot uncompromising. It's not for going of the light. It's not the opening of eyes. It's not the waking, it's the rising. The shade we should be past it. It's the light and it's the obstacle that casts it. It's the heat that drives the light. It's the fire it ignites. It's not the waking, it's the rising. It's not the song, it is the singing.
stronger than me Straight into the face that tells you to rattle your chains If you love being free That's an incredible sound. voice, isn't it? Really deadly. Oh, I love the sound. Ah, I love yeah, the sound, yeah. Mavis is great too. All right, folks, there right. you go. That's In a wrap. Books. Enjoy the parade tomorrow. Yes. And uh, get down there and cheer everybody on if you're not actually in it. Next and, week's uh, show, of course, will be the eve of St. Patrick's, so we'll, uh, we'll have a great old team going. We'll try and get some uh, a bit of crack going with some callers next yes, week now. we'll do that. See if we can get some famous people to call in. Very good. All Even right. more famous than us. Yeah, uh, hard, to, hard, to, hard to find them people, but sure, we'll try. Deadly. Here's a great band. Listening to these guys, all doc. Fantastic. See ya. For Toronto's Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 